Welcome to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast, sharing a rundown of tips and strategies to live healthier and happier in a fun way. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Today, I'm doing a huge review roundup on a lot of the books that I've been listening to while running and eating lately. And if you didn't like Game of Thrones, stay tuned because I have a warning for you. I recently started to listen to a book that I realized, yeah, no, I can't do that. And I think it's for the same reason I couldn't do Game of Thrones. We will get into all of that and more. In case you're new here, I'm Monica. I created the site runeatrepeat.com about 10 years ago now. I originally started running after high school to lose weight and slowly fell in love with it. Since then, I've run over 30 marathons, 50 half marathons, finally lost about 20 pounds. And you can follow me on Instagram at running repeat for all the latest running and eating fun. So I will see you there. You can chime in there if you have any good book recommendations too. Before we talk books though, let's warm up. So let's warm up with some updates and some new announcements. First, the Run Faster five-day challenge just ended, and I want to do a round of applause in like a very corny way, even doing, you know, the clap with the round motion. This isn't a video. Okay. Trying to describe it, failing. But I am so proud. I don't know how else to express that. Everyone did amazing. So many people participated. There was close to 2,000 people that signed up. So many, just the feedback that I got, I am very proud of you for participating, for showing up for yourself. Part of me wants to thank everyone that participated and signed up, but really I feel like I want to congratulate you and encourage you to kind of thank yourselves and give yourself credit and whether or not you even did the challenge. But if you are doing something right now that is moving you towards a goal, whatever it is, if it's about fitness, if it's about school, if it's about career, just a a life goal that's important to you, you have to show up for yourself. It doesn't happen by accident. And I just think... We need to stop and give ourselves credit right now for the things that we have done so far. And I think oftentimes with running, you can always set another goal. You know, you can always do another race or try to get faster. And so there's not really an end. And I just would like to encourage you even if it isn't specifically you just ran a race PR, but if you just really showed up for yourself at your workout, for your training, for the challenge, whatever it is, give yourself credit. Celebrate every tiny victory because I am, I'm just really, really proud of everyone. And I know there were a lot of people that were just kind of hesitant and very self-critical to sign up for a faster challenge thinking, well, I'm not fast in the first place. How can I say I'm getting faster or saying I'm going to be the slowest one. And I know that it is a little cliche and it's something that we keep saying, but 
comparison is the thief of joy. And it wasn't about comparing each other. It was about you versus you, you versus where you were at the start to where you want to be at the end, you versus you, like where you are standing right now versus where you want to be in X amount of time. And yeah, I just, congratulations to everyone. (laughs) Diego is going to say a big congratulations by dropping a heavy bone on the floor. If you didn't participate and are interested in doing the next round when I do this again, and I'm not sure when I will, but go to runningrepeat.com in the show notes. I'll put a link to a sign up page and I will let you know when we do it again. Boom. Also on Run, Eat, Repeat, actually, is a post that I did yesterday, July mileage roundup. I shared what, how many miles I ran in July and kind of a breakdown of that, how many days I ran, and some of my thoughts on that. I, uh, this was actually a reoccurring theme of the challenge that I kept saying. On some level, a lot of it was getting back to basics. This wasn't rocket science. But all of these things are really important. You're building a foundation. And sometimes I think, too, the longer we are doing something and almost like the further we get into it and the more expertise we get and the more experience we get, we lose some of the basics. And those basics are there for a reason. You want to make sure that you are still doing those best practices so that you're getting the most out of yourself and I originally started running repeat as a running and food diary. Basically, it was my running log. It was my training updates. It was not fancy. It wasn't planned out. It wasn't curated Instagram content. It was a mess, but it was just my running log. I didn't expect it to be what it is now. And I mean, do not get me wrong. The level of gratitude and blessed that I feel for being able to do this is beyond. It's never lost on me for a second, but I just, and just because I know that there is so much now like thought and planning that goes into social media and websites and, and all of that. And that's so not where I started from and it worked for me. And I'm trying to get back to that basic, which is kind of my whole point. That was like a long way of saying it. I am trying to get back to making it more of my training and food updates. It's definitely something that a lot of people are interested in and I get a lot of questions about. And I don't know if you can hear Diego crunching, but he is crunching like he's eating sun chips. You don't even know. Um... But I shared my mileage for July and kind of my thoughts as a new starting line. Like, this is my new starting line. This is where I am. It's not exactly where I would want to be potentially because I am just a person like anyone else. And I realized that I'm actually an alien and I was just, a, this is my confession post. Not really, but who says I am just a person? That's weird. Anyways, <laughs> you know why? Because normally I would say I'm just a redheaded Mexican. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. 
I don't know why I'm talking a little differently today, but I'm just this girl. I was going to say a profanity. The point is, I know that I could have been a lot better at this point. I potentially had the time and resources, but I haven't trained hard. I have been very distracted and discouraged and my priorities have been in another place and that's okay. And it is what it is. So this is my starting line and sharing my mileage for July was kind of the step one. And also having that information, because it's not usually information I really look up at the end of the month, but that I was able to take and realize, okay, this is the mileage that I'm capable of right now. And now, because I have a race in, I have a full marathon in October, I wrote a training plan for myself over the weekend based on where I kind of felt like I was from my mileage and the frequency of my workouts. So basically, I'm trying to say that it my training updates are going to start um, happening on run it repeat. So there's that. I also shared on that post some of my what gear I'm wearing right now. Another thing I get a lot of questions on. So you can check that out. And I have new race discount codes. Specifically, the newest one is for Rock and Roll Arizona. That is in Phoenix in January 18 to 19. That is 2020. And they have 5K, 10K, half marathon, full marathon, all the distances. So if you have a running buddy and you guys run different distances or you have a partner, friend, alien, podcaster that you like, you can potentially go to the race. You guys can run different distances and party at the end. So there's a discount code for the 5K, 10K, and then the half and the full. There's also a discount for the VIP pass and that the VIP discount code is valid for every rock and roll race in North America. So the race discounts are specifically for rock and roll Arizona in January. But if you are running a rock and roll race and want to add the discount code to your thing, you can do that after the fact, after you registered a and B you can use that discount code. So there's that. I feel like I'd, I want to say that commercial. Have you guys seen that commercial? I think it's for State Farm where the girl is like, don't mess with my discount. I have that commercial memorized. It is always on during Impractical Jokers, which is really the only show I watch anymore. But let's get to the book reviews, shall we? Yes. Okay, so before I get into the reviews, there are some important things to note. One is that all of these books will be listed on runningrepeat.com. So if you are running, eating, repeating, walking your dog, petting your goldfish, skipping along, you can go there later, check out the links and some basic review info. Next is that... There are kind of a lot of them. I don't know how I'm going to how many I'm going to get through. I 
intended to review two or three books at a time as I went along and just didn't do that. I reviewed two books a couple of episodes ago. I think it was episode 111, Duped, and what was the other book? <laughs> I just think I'm so funny. Duped and Ladies Who Punch because I had all of a lot of these other books at that point and was like, oh, let's just keep it to a couple and didn't do that. I don't want this to be a novel. So I'm going to try and hit on as many as I can right now and then potentially do the next pile, the next episode. I'm going to start with the fiction novels. And all of these were books that I listened to on Audible. So they are all available on Audible and they are books that I listened to while running, cleaning, walking Diego, stretching. I was going to say pretending to stretch. Who am I pretending for myself? Like I'm just here on my yoga mat. What a weirdo. Okay. And the order of these books is a particular order, but it's not necessarily best to worst or worst to best. Because there was nothing that was the worst, except for the book that I'm not going to finish that I mentioned, which is a fiction book I'll mention at the end of this pile. But the first two books, I think, kind of are a little different from the next four. There are six fiction book novels that I will start with. Okay. Life of Pi. Wouldn't it be really the worst if... This was like the most boring podcast episode, the most boring book review. And I am like criticizing, critiquing, if you will. I'm not criticizing. I'm not here to criticize. But critiquing other books like who who the hell are you to chime in on this? You're boring. Hello. This is me talking to myself. Okay. Let's do this. Life of Pi. This is by Jan Martel. I did not practice saying anyone's name before I started this podcast, which I am realizing in real time might be a mistake. We'll see as we go. So show me some grace on that because I just realized. Okay. Life of Pi. Spoiler alert right off the top. There's no pie in this book. Not apple, not cherry, not some peach a la mode. Very, very disappointing if that's what you're signing up for. It's not a recipe book. It's not a food porn book. Womp, womp. I did think, based on just, I don't know what I've heard of about this book, I thought it might be very deep and profound. I was hoping it would completely change my life. And it didn't. I think it was because of the lack of pie a life-changing pie I would sign up for. My review is good. Not my review is good, but my review, dot, 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 good. I didn't think it was going to be good. I was a little hesitant. A friend recommended it. And I just thought I'm not necessarily the target audience for this book. But I, 
I liked it. And I did think it was cute and sweet and sad. It's a good book. I mean, obviously, this is a popular book. It's a bestseller. It was really good. My only, I would say, negative of this book, and this is real, really more a shortcoming from me, not about the book, the author, anything, is I think my brain, I don't think as much as I listen to books and love listening to books and podcasts and people. I I actually like talking on the phone. I know that's not a common thing. Um, So if you want to call me, mind you, I want to talk on the phone. So if you have something to say, I guess we can get that out of the way too. Just kidding. That's not true. Um, But I had some trouble. There were parts of the book where the author was describing the setup of the raft and the the boat and kind of like where the main character is compared to where another character is. And just for some kind of, this isn't like a spoiler, but he, he ends up on, he's on a boat and he ends up on a life raft. Okay. Most of the book I feel like is on that part. So that's not a spoiler, but it was hard for me. Sometimes he was describing the distance and kind of logistics. It was hard for me to picture, which is what I'm saying. I think it, there's this kind of funny thing to it where I'm like, I don't think I am an auditory learner. I think I need to see something to understand how it works. I am more of a visual learner. And so it was, sometimes I would have to kind of stop and try and picture it, which is not something I normally have to do in a book because it is describing like a house or an environment, the outdoors, you know, a setting. And it's not as, I guess it's stuff that I'm more familiar with. So I'm, I don't spend a ton of time on boats in my flippy floppies, but I, so maybe it was just a little different. But there was more than one occasion that I noted, like, wait a second, I had to rewind this to listen to it again. But I thought it was a really good book. I feel like it was very heartwarming and special. Even with sad aspects to the book, I just, I feel like it was, it was heartwarming. Like, I don't even know if that's a phrase that I've ever said before, but I liked it. The next book Oryx and Crake by Margaret Atwood. This was suggested to me. Actually, both of these two books were suggested to me by a friend that I started a book club with. The book club has since disbanded because what I realized is my friend was suggesting books to me outside of the first book we read that he's already read a long time ago. So I asked him about the life of Pi, uh, something about the boat or, you know, when I was trying to kind of clarify things. And he's like, what? I don't know. I listened to that a long time ago. Why did you suggest this book for my fake book club? That's just us two. I don't know. I think he just wanted to pacify me. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll start a book club. Why don't you read this book? (laughs) And he had already read it years ago. Same thing with Oryx and Crake. The only other book that we have read in the book club is actually a nonfiction 
road to Jonestown that I will talk about in the nonfiction books. But that was a book that he was currently reading. And I said, hey, we should start a book club, a two-person book club, because that's the realities of life. It's hard to get a ton of people together. And let's be honest, we don't have a ton of people to get together. So let's just start this book club. So he was listening to The Road to Jonestown when I made the suggestion. And I said, okay, I'll start listening to that book too. That was book one. And thereafter, he suggested books to me that he had already read. (laughs) And here we are with Orcs and Crake. I thought it was good. I would recommend it. I think it was, it would be interesting for anyone. I think some of the books sometimes that I listen to are a little like made for women, like the, what is it? The girl on the train. Um, I'm trying to think of other like kind of generic books, but I think this one and the life of Pi are good for people of all genders, ages, races, ethnicities, sexual preferences, pet preferences, allergies, except for if you're allergic to pie, obviously skip that. Anyways, I would recommend both of those. Now, the next books are in order of, I think, I I, I would pretty much recommend all of them. But this is if you were going to, if you had to put them on your list, this is the order I would kind of suggest them in as to prioritize. Okay, so next is The Deep, Deep Snow by Brian Freeman is the most recent book that I listened to outside of, again, the one I'm not going to recommend. I think it was good. I think if I would have listened to this book before I listened to the next couple nonfiction, I might be a little harder on them. I really liked that the story had layers. So it wasn't just the narrator trying to deal with one problem, solve one issue. It was complex where there was her dealing with kind of like her work life and a mystery. I'm trying to be so vague here. But then also she had some stuff going on with kind of friends and family to deal with. So the main mystery, the big crime in the deep, deep snow was solved. But then there was still two outstanding issues beyond that. And I don't think that's the case. Like that was really like, whoa, of course, this makes it that much more interesting. It wasn't one note. And looking back on the other books, I feel like, In comparison, they seem a little one note, you know? So I'm a fan. My only not in love with aspect is I think that the dialogue seemed a little like uh, kid dialogue. Just the way that the... It just didn't seem like how people really talk to each other, I guess. Specifically when the kids actually talk to the adults, it was very like old TV episode, like, 
no, I'm not going to do that. Like, I don't know. It just seemed a little not based in reality and how I think people talk to each other. But how do I know? I don't talk to anyone. I'm just here talking to Diego and you nice people. Thank you for listening. I would recommend it. The Deep Deep Snow. Thumbs up. The other ones get a thumbs up too. I actually grade, rate, review, whatever you want to call these based on a number of shoes. It's out of five shoes instead of five stars. And I'll put that in the show notes, but they're all good. I think they're all 4.5 so far. This is obviously a very scientific rating. The next ones I think kind of go in a pile together. The silent patient, the woman in cabin 10, and something in the water, I feel there's a similar aspect to them. The Silent Patient by Alex Michelides. Yeah, see, I should have looked that up. This reminds me of Michilada, which let me know if you've had one. It's like a Mexican Bloody Mary. You're welcome. You learn something every day. I thought this was a good book. I think it was recommended by someone on Young House Love, the Young House Love podcast. I say someone because his name escapes me right now, but it was, I thought it was really engaging. It was one of those books that you just kind of want to keep going, reading, listening until you're done. You don't want to put it down. I thought this was that. And yeah, I, I definitely thumbs up. That was, I listened to this one a while back and the ending had an interesting twist All of it. I was a fan. I liked it. I would recommend go, go, go for sure. Actually, now I'm suddenly starting to second guess myself if this, the woman in cabin 10 is the one that was recommended from Young House Love. Does it really matter? The point is, I, I, whatever they're selling, I'm buying, right? The woman in cabin 10 by Ruth Ware. I thought it was good. I'm saying this surprised because when I went, links to all of these will be in the show notes. When I went to link to it, there are a lot of not good reviews. And so I suddenly started to question myself. But listen, this isn't AP English. This isn't a super fancy literature class. We're not, I don't know, just researching the great English poets of the 16th century. Like, eh, no, were there great English poets of the 16th century? I don't really know history, but I do remember my English honors and the poets, the favorite poets of my teacher. My point is people were super critical with this book. So it makes me question it. I, in reading their reviews, thought you have some valid points. And the concern is that potentially the main character seems like a victim in a lot of the book. It's not empowering at all. And yeah, I get it, but it's just a book. I didn't put that much thought into it. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was a super easy read. I enjoy an English accent. Speaking of English literature 
poets, and accents, I'm a fan. So I will extend some extra grace for a cute accent. You can note that. I thought it was uh, good, but like the other ones were like, this is good with an exclamation point. This will probably get like a 3.8 shoes. Something in the Water, a novel by Catherine Steadman. I thought it was gokay, which is good and okay. That's an official word I trademarked. You can use it though. Just credit me. I really was super into it the first half. And then the main character and her husband find themselves kind of in a uh, surprise potential like crime situation. And I think the way that they reacted and the things that they did and the choices that they made don't really follow what seemed to be their characters. So I didn't believe it. Basically, (laughs) I I, I just didn't believe it. I just, I wasn't buying into it. I was super skeptical. I thought it was odd. And towards the end, when, for lack of a better phrase, shit goes down, you guys need to message me if there are kids on board. If there's a baby on board, you're listening to this during a commute. You got to give me a heads up because I say bad words. But when shit goes down, I I feel like she just kind of acted like the victim. She was like, oh, I can't believe so-and-so did this. Like, you were doing uncool stuff too. Again, I'm trying to be very vague. I am not a fan of spoilers, by the way. And I know someone that doesn't mind them, so constantly spoils stuff because they're like, He's like, no, who cares? I'm still going to watch it. I'm still going to read it. Yeah, well, I'm not. So don't spoil. I didn't think it was believable. So I kind of got frustrated. This is the perfect situation where I would need a book club, which is why I'm talking to you. Because I wanted to be like, wait, are, are you buying this? Is, is, there, is everyone else following along with this? That's where I'm at. But I finished it. And so I'm going to say 3.5, 3.4. I don't know. Now for the moment you have been waiting for. What is this book that I dramatically keep saying I'm going to skip? I'll tell you. Pretty Girls by Karen Slaughter. There are a lot of things to note. Let me start off with an embarrassing moment for me related to this. When I first was listening to this book, I was, I wasn't, I I don't know. I'm a couple chapters in. I've been listening to it for a while. I know what's going on. I like to update in my Instagram stories. I will do a screenshot of the book I'm listening to and say, this is what I'm listening to. And then later I will follow up with some basics, like thumbs up, thumbs down, a couple of shoes. Like if I think I would recommend it or not. So I posted this to my Instagram stories and I tagged the author, Karen Slaughter. And I did say, currently listening to, and I said, it's a little dark or something. I put a text on there. She liked it because when you tag someone in your Instagram stories and they see, they can like the post, they can respond. They get a little note like, oh, someone mentioned you. She liked it. 
The next day, so I continued to listen to this book and I realized it's more than a little dark. We are experiencing some serious violence towards women. It's like, she's basically describing violent porn, but it's more violence than porn. It's not sexy. And I don't like it. And so I was like, yeah, no. And I'm not, I I mean, I don't think I am faint of heart. And I'm using that term because someone messaged me after I said it's dark. Someone responded to that story and said, yeah, Karen Slaughter isn't for the faint of heart. Yeah. Specifically, at one point, the main character, this is like a slight spoiler, but I'm in the beginning of the book, so I don't think it's much of a spoiler. The character finds a video or a video. What's that? Like a tape of VHS? I was going to say VH1. She finds a downloaded movie video of, of... a girl that it looks like it's just going to be a porn. And then the girl's throat is slashed and a guy has sex with her body after it's dead or while she's dying, something like that. Like, and I obviously am not describing this like a talented author would, but that's what I'm talking about. Like, that's where it is. That's where it is. I think a lot of this has been normalized because of Game of Thrones. Because I thought, how did I stumble upon this book? How was this book recommended to me after all of those other ones? So everything that I just reviewed, this was one of kind of like the next ones where it says like, people who got that also got this or similar titles, something like that. None of the other books that I have listened to And a lot of the other ones have involved potential, like someone dying, someone being killed, a murder mystery. They have involved those things. Not like this. Not like this. And my point is that I feel like, how could, how could I accidentally stumble upon this And I feel like it is kind of normalized. Like people were watching Game of Thrones. And the reason I mentioned Game of Thrones is because the reason I couldn't do Game of Thrones, I just so happened to watch probably like specifically some of the more violent episodes. And I've heard that there's only a handful of episodes where someone didn't die in Game of Thrones for sure. But you've either watched it or you haven't. But like... King Joffrey, like, killing a prostitute. Like, I got that same vibe, which turned me off from the show. I don't think it's cool. I can't numb myself. I can't just pretend like I don't have a visceral reaction to it. So just a heads up, I don't think I'm going to finish this book. I put out some more Instagram stories asking 
hey, are we just going to solve this murder now? Or is this going to continue to be violent? And a couple of people told me it's going to be more violent. And yeah, so I don't think I'm going to finish it. If that is potentially your jam, it's Pretty Girls by Karen Slaughter. And a little bit, I feel like a little bad that I tagged the author. And I don't know now if she's following me or following my stories and sees that I basically was like, hey, you guys, this is too violent for me. Is this going to stay like this? Like, I feel like I should have gotten a heads up because I'm pretty traumatized now. How about that? That's where we're at. So I am also layered on top of the trauma, embarrassed because I tagged the author. And I feel like I might not have done that if I would have known that I was going to end up, I want to say trashing her book, but I'm not because I think it's well written to the point where it's too much. Like I, I can't handle it. It's well written, too well written. I can picture what you are describing and I can't handle it. So that's where I'm going to leave it. And it's a, I got it from Audible, so it's not like I can pass it on to one of you. But those are the nonfiction novels. Let's see. I think that this has gone on long enough. I feel like that's something someone says when they've had it. This has gone on long enough. Um, That was a lot. I am going to save the next pile for the next episode. This is especially helpful because potentially I like both nonfiction and fiction novels. And but maybe if you don't, you could just listen to one of the other parts. But that's where we're at. Let's move on to the awards and I will finish my book reviews in the next episode. And all of this info will be on runitrepeat.com. And if you have any suggestions for me that aren't super violent, definitely send them over. I don't know, leave a comment on my Instagram post about this episode or DM me on Instagram at runitrepeat and let me know. Because I'm going through these books way too fast lately, by the way. So I might have to slow down. But it is what it is. Now it's time for the awards. First place goes to everyone who did the Run Faster Challenge. Again, amazing job. I am so proud of you, and I hope you're proud of yourselves. I just hope that you really give yourself credit because you did the work. I just suggested, hey, you guys want to hang out, talk about running, get some tips? And you said, yeah, and showed up, and I think it's awesome. So just a huge, huge congratulations, and keep it up for sure. If you have any questions, contact me. And if you want info on the next challenge, check out runningrepeat.com and I will have a sign up there. Second place goes to everyone who has suggested books, chimed in on books that I've been listening to. I really love 
this virtual book club kind of camaraderie that we have going on. And there have been a lot of times where I've posted a book on Instagram stories and then someone will kind of say that they've read it or are reading it and chime in. And I enjoy that for sure. And an extra special award for everyone who chimed in when I started talking about the book, Pretty Girls. And yeah, gave me a heads up that it's going to continue to be violent. Obviously, they have finished the book. Someone even specifically said that the end, like, yeah, I think that there's like a bunch of violence at the end. No one else said, yeah, I didn't finish it either. So congrats to them. I genuinely appreciate you letting me know because I just picked this book out of the suggestions or whatever. It wasn't specifically recommended and it probably wasn't the best choice, but now I know. And now you know too. And third place goes to Costco because they have tons of watermelon they're priced amazingly. I love when there's a flat price for a watermelon. I don't think I've ever actually bought a watermelon by the pound, but I feel like my mom used to. I just remember us going to Ralph's and it would just have the pound. I am a fan. Costco has awesome watermelon. They have cheaper gas. There's a Costco that has a car wash near me. They just can hook it up. And The last time I went to Costco, I was walking toward the entrance. I just got there and a guy pulled up on the side of me, asked for my phone number. So apparently you can get car washes and cheaper gas and tires and watermelon and stand up paddle boards and boyfriends at Costco. I don't know if this guy's going to be my boyfriend. But I'm just saying, how funny is that? It's not the first time it's happened that the other time a guy came up to me and said, do you, it was something like, do you want to know how they can keep the prices of the rotisserie chicken so low? I like, seriously, that was the line. But I mean, he knew his audience because I was like, yeah, actually, let's talk about this. And it started a conversation about a lot of things. The moral of the story is I'm a fan of Costco. And if I marry this guy, we're going to name our first child Costco. Costco watermelon. Oh, leave this. Boom. I am totally joking about all of that, except for the fact that that interaction happened. But I hope that this episode was helpful, informative, potentially fun. Maybe you learned something. Maybe you have some books to add to your list. And if you have any questions for me, you can email runningrepeat at gmail.com. Call the podcast voicemail 562-888-1644. Tell someone about the show and encourage them to listen and tag Renny Repeat on Instagram. Let me know what you're doing right this very second. Take a selfie, take a picture of where you are, what you're doing, who you're with, what you're eating. Definitely, if you have any pets or small children, anything cute, I will take it. 
because I need friends. And obviously I'm busting through books like a crazy person. So I really need more to do on my phone because it's getting ridiculous now. But that is it for me today. I'll be back with more thoughts on more books and other running and eating fun. Have a great one. Thank you for listening. For show notes, recipes, discounts, and more, go to www.runeatrepeat.com. You can also connect with Monica on Instagram by following at Run Eat Repeat and on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash run eat repeat. Be sure to subscribe to the show and please rate and review in your podcast app.